This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All righty, hour number two of our radio program. Cole Kublik will join us from the SEC Network coming up 20 minutes from now. And we have the punishment from the Big Ten. The Big Ten, according to Pete Thamel, is going to discipline Michigan for the in-person scouting and ongoing sign-stealing investigation and will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline until the conclusion of the regular season. He will be, though, allowed to coach during the week. Here's the immediate reaction. Tony Petiti has no balls. And it's not shocking because he used to work with Rob Manfred, another incompetent buffoon. If you're going to have some sort of punitive action, at least go all the way. This is backwards. This is the backwards Big Ten. That's what they've become. So you suspend the coach and you expedite this process and you don't allow him to coach on game days, but you're going to let him be there the entire week? This is a weak punishment. And this is coming from someone that doesn't even think the Big Ten should do anything right now. But it's gutless by Tony Petiti. And he has zero leadership. He bowed down to the rest of the Big Ten schools when he should have done the right thing, and that was absolutely do nothing. And you wait till Friday? You wait until the coach gets on the plane and they're already flying to Happy Valley to throw this suspension down? And I really do believe this. And this shows you that Tony Petiti is a schmuck. That he woke up today, he said, here's our punishment, and then he realized, "Uh uh-oh, the courts are closed today, Because Veterans Day is being observed today by the courts, and you're not even going to have an opportunity for Harbaugh to be granted an injunction? This is absolutely ridiculous. This makes no sense. I would actually have respected Tony Petiti more if he said, all righty, Jim Harbaugh, you're suspended for the rest of the regular season, but for him to then be there during the week and then not be allowed to be there on game day and to wait, Less than 24 hours until the game against Penn State tomorrow, it's ridiculous. And here's my wish. I absolutely hope Michigan crushes Penn State this weekend. I hope they crush Participation State University with their fraudulent coach in James Franklin, who's 3-16 and up against top 10 teams. And then two weeks from now, put the damn ball down on the field, and I hope Michigan obliterates Ohio State. And then you have the Big Ten championship game, which is irrelevant because the team from the other side of the standings of the Big Ten won't matter. And then Tony Petiti will have to get up on that podium and will have to hand another Big Ten championship trophy over to Jim Harbaugh. 
And I hope Michigan fans at Lucas Oil Stadium, when they say, here is Tony Petiti to give another Big Ten championship trophy to Jim Harbaugh, get up on, on off their asses, stand up on their feet, and go, Tony, you suck! You're a weakless coward! Boo! That's what I hope happens. Tony Petiti. No backbone. No guts. Just what a spineless fraud this guy is. You wait until basically 4 p.m. Eastern, less than 24 hours from a game on a Friday to go, yeah, Jim Harbaugh, you're not allowed to coach this week. And what took so long for crying out loud? Like, what took so long that you have to wait until this Friday to do it? This guy has no leadership, and he's a gutless coward. That's my thoughts on Tony Petiti. But I don't think it matters for the game tomorrow. And actually, from a betting perspective, I bet you this is going to knock the spread down a few points, and it was already surprisingly low, where Penn State was only a four-and-a-half-point underdog. It's already moved to now four points, and I bet you it's going to go to like three, three-and-a-half by kickoff because there's going to be an immediate panic Oh, Harbaugh's not allowed to coach this game. Oh, Harbaugh's not going to be on the sidelines. Maybe Penn State has a chance. You know what? James Franklin, who can't win a big game, can't coach himself in a big uh, big game out of a paper bag. If you don't beat Michigan now with their head coach getting screwed right before the start of the game and you fall to 3-17 and as a head coach against top 10 teams, what's the point of keeping your ass on the sideline at Penn State? Why the heck should you still be coaching this team? But come on, Tony Petiti. I've never seen a conference or the NCAA, I know this is a conference issue right now, expedite a process as quick as they've done this one. I've said this numerous times in the last two, three weeks. The NCAA and usually these conferences, they move as slow as my mile time when I was 75 pounds heavier. But then Tony Petiti, who... Crying day. He, he's so upset. Oh, Greg Schiano's upset. Oh, Purdue is upset. Like all these schools. Come on, give me a break. So Tony Petiti swinging his you-know-what around and says, I have to suck up to those other schools. Ridiculous. Absurd. And I'm not even saying Michigan shouldn't have been punished. I'm not saying that. I've said this. That even though I think this is a gross overreaction, they did break a rule. Eventually, they have to get punished to some capacity. But to make this rush to judgment right now and have zero due process and do this before the end of the regular season is an absolute joke. It is such a joke. It is absurd. It's ridiculous. And it's laughable. Laughable. Tony Petiti. I should have known that he was going to mess this up after all that learning that he did from Rob Manfraud. What a joke. I hope Michigan wins tomorrow by 50. 50. I hope they hang a 50-burger on Manny Diaz, who has a good defense this year. But Manny Diaz, a failed head coach, good defensive coordinator, but a snake A snake, Snake Diaz, leaving my alma mater at the altar to run right back to Miami after he promised kids that he was going to be at Temple. He has the audacity the other day to say these are the signs to get up on third down. Are you kidding? Like, who is Manny Diaz to do that talking? 
to do that talking marinated with jackassery. You failed as a head coach. You can't even go get Jim Harbaugh coffee. Harbaugh would spit it right back in your face. And I hope he puts your defense uh, right in the in the in the uh, the waste bin like he did last year. Remember last year, Manny Diaz, when Jim Harbaugh's offense ran through you like a hot knife through butter. This is ridiculous. We're going to rush to judgment here. We're going to expedite a punishment. And we're going to do it in a half-ass way. Come on, Big Ten. I thought you were better than this. If you're going to actually make a punishment, have some guts. Show some cojones here. Oh, Jim Harbaugh, he could be around during the week. But then Jim Harbaugh on game days is not allowed to be there. What? This is what we're doing? It was the same thing over the cheeseburger scandal. The NCAA, he's allowed to coach during the week. But then, on game day, he's not allowed to be there. Man, the NCAA, these conferences, they always get it wrong. They're a bunch of dopes. That's what they are. And you know what? Now, Harbaugh's not going to be there. I don't know what happens with the courts. Can you get a Michigan fan that's a judge late on a, on a Friday to grant them an injunction? I'm not a litigious expert. I didn't study law. I, I, trust me. If I studied law, I wouldn't be yapping to you guys on the radio. I'd be, I'd be sitting on a big stack of cash right now. But I didn't want to study law. I study media studies and production, and I'm a talk show host. So maybe they could get an injunction. I don't even know if it's worth it. Because he's not allowed to coach on game days, but he's allowed to coach during the week? This is what we're doing? Tony Petiti. Boo! You suck! You're another dope. You're another guy. And I know he went to Harvard. All righty. So it's probably laughable that the Temple guy's calling a Harvard guy a dope. But it's so simple. You didn't have to do anything, anything here. But you got scared. You saw the shadows of Ryan Day and Greg Schiano. And the Purdue coach that we don't even know his name. And now all of a sudden, oh, those schools are bitching and complaining. So we have to do something here. You should have sat on your hands and do nothing. If your big grand plan here was, we'll wait until late afternoon on Friday when the coach is already on the plane. And we will wait to suspend him only on game days. But he's allowed to be there during the week? Like what? What world are we living in? This isn't even, that makes no sense. There's no common sense here. It makes none. If you're going to suspend the guy, at least have some guts. He's not allowed to be around the team for three weeks. Instead, he could be around the team during the week. He could coach the team Sunday through uh, Friday. But when Saturdays roll around, nope, not allowed. What kind of punishment is this? This is, this is just stupid. Absolutely stupid. Tony Petiti. Who the heck is this guy? And where are the other people in the Big Ten office saying, Hey, uh, Tony, you're going to look like a moron here. Hey, Tony, uh, maybe we should think about this a little bit longer. And I had everyone on ESPN today. I'm covering this as if this is like a big news story on CNN or Fox News. Is this a really... Big time world issue by some of the coverage of how serious the reporters are. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. And they waited all throughout the day. They dragged us along throughout the entire day. 
and then you drop this right before 4 p.m. Eastern, yeah, the coach isn't allowed to be on the sidelines for game day. He's not allowed to be around the team on game day, but he's allowed to coach the team during the week. This is just backwards. It's the backwards Big Ten. It doesn't make any sense. And I've said from the start, they deserve some punishment. But you don't have to throw the book at them because ultimately I don't think this is that big of a deal. I don't. But to wait until today to do this and wait until Friday afternoon and you're going to give a half-ass punishment? Coming from someone that doesn't think anything should happen right now, I would have respected Tony Petiti more if he actually went all in. But this guy's a coward and this guy is clearly... He does not understand what to do in this position. So I hope Michigan now gives the middle finger to the Big Ten. I hope even if Harbaugh's out these next three games, they win all three of these games, two of them being their biggest game of the year, and then Tony Petiti, with his tail in between his legs, has to slowly walk out in front of all those Michigan fans at Lucas Oil Stadium after Michigan wins a third Big Ten championship, and he gets booed. And I'm a Patriot fan. I've done that when Roger Goodell, he had to go in front of Robert Kraft and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and hand over the Lombardi Trophy, and I was at that stadium in Houston. I think it's called NRG Stadium. Who knows what it's called? And I was there booing Roger Goodell, and then they handed the trophy over to Robert Kraft, and it was like, yeah, you went from boo, Roger, you suck. So then, here we go. They won a championship. And I hope Michigan doesn't stop in the uh, in just the Big Ten championship. Now, they got to show they could win a college football playoff game, something they haven't been able to do the last two years. But I hope they win two. Two college football playoff games and hoist the national championship trophy. Just to kind of show how much of a mockery this is. And drag the Big Ten through this process. I want to hear from Jim Harbaugh today. I want to hear from Michigan today. And I want them to fight back. Fight back. And throw a punch at Tony Petiti. And I hope that they drag Penn State up and down the field this weekend. And after the game, they don't sugarcoat anything. Stop with the sugarcoating. And go after this fraudulent, this dopey, this idiotic, this schmuck of a commissioner. In Tony Petiti. What a joke this is. Oh, the coach could be around the team the entirety of the week. But then on game day, banned from the sideline. What a dopey punishment this is. All righty, it is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. We'll come on back. Cole Kublick will join us next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's take a look at who's got home field advantages this weekend in our NCAA football preview sponsored by Fairfield by Marriott. Fairfield by Marriott is the official hotel partner of the NCAA with over 1000 locations around the country. You'll always have the home field advantage. Visit fairfield.com uh, fairfield.marriott.com to book your stay. Number 10 Penn state hosts Michigan tomorrow in happy Valley. The Nittany lions have won seven straight home games with their last loss. They're coming to Ohio state Last season, it's also important to note that James Franklin is 3-16 and 16 in his career up against top 10 teams, and we know Michigan is in the top 10. But the biggest story right now is the backwards Big Ten finally has come down with the punishment on Jim Harbaugh, and he's allowed to be there all throughout the week. But then on game days until the conclusion of the regular season, he's suspended for the final three games of the season. Let's go out to one of the best in the business, Cole Kublick, who does a sensational job as an analyst for ESPN and the SEC Network. You could also listen to him mornings on Jocks FM, a legendary station for the Mac and Cube show. Cole Kublick, always appreciate the time. How are you? I am doing great, Zach. Thanks for having me, man. So let me start you off with the Michigan punishment. This is just jackassery to me. He's not allowed to be around the team during, uh, he's allowed to be there during the week, but then on game days, he's suspended. I, I just don't get the punishment here. Yeah, I guess part of it is going to be that the Big Ten is going to say that they don't have proof that Jim Harbaugh knowingly allowed this to take place inside of the program and also that it is a university issue, not so much a football team or Jim Harbaugh issue. That's the conclusion that I come to with this. I just wonder how much the other Big Ten schools were pressuring Tony Petiti to make something happen now instead of waiting it out and being able to make this happen the way that you probably could have or should have down the road. Now, what does that get in the way of as far as the division, the Big Ten championship game, the college football playoff? I have no idea, but you would feel like this is one that you wanted to get right, not just satisfy people on the front end. And I feel like that's a little bit of that taking place right now with the Big Ten. Now, Michigan has gone through something similar earlier this year where Harbaugh was suspended for the first three games. He was allowed to be around the team during the week. And then on game days, he was not allowed to be present. Does that help them here? now? Like, they were going up against cupcake teams earlier in the season. Now you're going up against Penn State and Ohio State, two of the final three games of the year. I did, I did, there are going to be two or three, four times a game that you're going to just need to understand from an organizational standpoint – who offsets the decision-making in certain short yardage situations, field goal, non-field goal, onside kick, special teams fake, things like that, two, three times, four, five times a game max. 
So once they have the organizational structure down of who's going to handle that and who's not going to handle that, it's not a whole lot different. When I came off the field, I went to my offensive line coach. Sometimes I spoke to the offensive coordinator. The quarterback coach went to the quarterback coach and the coordinator. The running backs went to the running back coach. Not everybody's running up to the head coach, especially a guy who doesn't call plays anymore. So I don't think it does a whole lot. Like you said, Zach, they're used to it. I love the folks, too, that sit back and say, oh, the Michigan against the world. This is going to get those guys pumped up. And I was like, well, they did it for the first four games of the season. They already know what this is about. They know what this is. So I do think that that could be a part that helps motivate this Michigan football team, maybe more so being a little bit more laser focused, wanting to get away from all this chatter. And that can push you into your prep for a football game. And that can make you want to go be more dialed in on football because that's your great escape as a collegiate athlete. Maybe that's a part that really benefits Michigan moving forward. But other than that, they've already done this. And I don't see how it impacts them too much. If you were commissioner of the Big Ten, what would you have done, Cole Kublik? It depends on what I knew and what I had and, and, and the evidence that was clear. And then obviously when you see other lawsuits being threatened and other schools being drug into this, that is going to be a little bit of an issue and that's going to be a problem. And I'm going to probably second guess a lot of the things that I'm going to do. If I had stone cold proof of this evidence of this, uh, he's going to be away from the team for a little while, not away from the team on Saturdays, which could just essentially just be a break from one of some of the things that you do. Um, and then we are going to have a real hard conversation about the postseason. And what's going to happen there? And this is where we run into that big problem, Zach, and we all know what it is. You got a cash cow in Michigan football team sitting there. You cannot eliminate them from the playoff because at the end of the day, Tony Petiti's a businessman and he wants his business to be good. And his business is good when he has teams competing in the postseason, far into the postseason, maybe multiple teams in the postseason. And there's going to be a big part of them that says we can't risk taking that away. So I was listening to Desmond Howard earlier this morning on ESPN, and he said if this was Nick Saban, you knew Sankey would do nothing. Do you think Tony Petiti didn't do Michigan right here with what Desmond said in regards to how he thinks he would have handled this if this was in the SEC? No, absolutely not. Um, I think I think the I know for a fact I've had conversations with Greg Sankey um, about things along the lines of sports gambling and just the where we are with the game right now and how some of the lines have begun to be drawn so thin with the integrity of the game, it's something that he takes extremely serious and something that I don't think that he is going to allow to be clouded as far as the judgment of how people look at it, see it, and view it. And if he had the evidence necessary, I think he would have come down harder on Nick Saban. So um, I I think it's a little bit of a foolish uh, comparison, first and foremost, because we it's not like we've had it. We haven't had Greg Sankey have evidence and not do anything to a Nick Saban or a Kirby Smart. So if you had that precedent in place, I would say, fine, cool. Yeah, go ahead and, and draw that comparison. But we don't have that. So to me, I, I don't I don't view it that way at all. No, I don't like this suspension to be clear. You know, I just yelled for about 15 minutes and lost my mind in reacting to this. But what I what I will say, Cole Kublik, is you've seen in the past. I know this isn't the NCAA right now, but they move so slow. Conferences move so slow. It's crazy to me, based off that in the past, how much we punt these things down the road, that in two, three weeks we come together with this suspension today, which I think is is kind of weak in terms of he could be there during the week, but then he can't be there on Saturdays. I don't think anything should have been done right now, but I would have respected Petiti more if he at least jumped in and said, you're not allowed to be there for the entirety of the final three weeks. 
It's absolutely half-assed. I mean, I, I don't, there's no other way around that uh, because you're allowing a guy to game plan, be around his team to be able to instruct, to coach, to organize, and have discussions with his coordinators, his position coaches, if you feel so strongly that what happened was against the rules and a punishment is then necessary. And if the punishment should be faced and levied against the university and not the head coach, then honestly, Zach, I asked this question because I don't know the answer. Why is the head coach paying the price for it then? I know it all falls in his lap. And we talk about that sometimes where certain head coaches get fired or a kid gets in trouble. Well, yeah, it, it does come back on the head coach. But if you're pun- is this really a punishment for the university? If this is a punishment for the university, they'd be forfeiting games or not allowed to compete in certain games moving forward. So – As you stated, it's nonsensical in a lot of ways, and I would imagine that's because they don't really have everything that they probably want to have or wish they had or needed to have to put the kind of suspension in place that we would deem necessary here. And I think that's also why it may not be in their best interest here to not kick that can down in the road. I agree with you that these kind of things usually take way too long, and it's ridiculous. But this is one that wouldn't you want to have all the facts possible? And if there was more information out there that you thought it might be possible to obtain, wait it out to try and go get it. The other theory that I have, too, and I don't know if an injunction is still in play. I'm not going to pretend to be a legal expert. But I do think Tony Petiti was trying to get the best of both worlds where, as we're talking to Cole Kublik, you suspend Harbaugh to whatever penalty, and then he gets the injunction in the courts. But with how long this has played out today, it kind of makes me think that maybe Batiti didn't know that the courts are closed today in observance of Veterans Day. And I I don't know, like, could we get an injunction? A a judge swoops in in the next 24 hours, grants that injunction. He's on the sideline tomorrow. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. I don't don't know uh, how fast that can happen. I don't know to what degree. Yeah, we're not legal experts, right? (laughs) Right. I don't don't know if you can make that happen. But I, I think Michigan has made it clear that they're willing to go long distances to be able to fight this and to be able to maybe allow this and help aid this blow up in people's faces. So anything like that would not surprise me moving forward. Cole Kublik here with us. Get into some other teams. Your view of Alabama now is what? One of the best teams in college football. I would not put them on tier one, of which right now would probably be Georgia and Michigan. Um, I think that there is a tier two that's pretty close. Alabama may be on tier two. If not, they're knocking on the door. Uh, I think there's a group of teams like Washington and Florida State. Then you talk about Oregon. You can have a conversation about Alabama and Texas. I think all those teams are pretty close. There are certain things that you like more, certain things that you like less. Uh, But with Alabama, I think you have a defense that's really come together, one that can absolutely attack the passer. They have legitimate edge rushers on both sides. They have wonderful linebacker play. Deontay Lawson not going to go this weekend against Kentucky, but he's been exceptional. We know the secondary is solid. The offensive line is rounded into form a little bit more. And I think the most important part is Tommy Reese and Jalen Milrow are now on the same page, or more so on the same page than they've been this entire season. Reese knows what he needs to offer up to Milrow to be successful. And I think that either helping his offensive line out with tight ends or giving him more designed quarterback runs, which forces the defense to defend them certain ways, has allowed them to be more successful. It's Honestly, I, I know we say this because they don't have the star power and they're winning games. 
But for Nick Saban and his staff, it is one of the best coaching jobs I've seen because I've seen points in which Jalen Miro has changed his game. We've seen this offensive line morph a little bit. The defense showed different looks against LSU last week. It's not just running out there and having receivers that can run past people or having a defensive line that's a brick wall that nobody can manage or get past. It's been very different for Nick Saban and his staff this year. And I think there's actually a lot of room for them to continue to grow. We have certain players that we've only seen flashes of that still could be heavy contributors in the last couple of weeks of the season. Cole Kublik, how alive is Ole Miss this weekend against Georgia? There are things, Zach, that they can do to complicate this game. Now, they need a lot to go right. I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that, that it's any other way than that. They need turnovers, and Carson Beck hasn't turned it over a whole lot. That team hasn't turned it over a whole lot. They need mistakes. But this is a team, don't get it twisted, that is very dangerous from a skill position standpoint. Trey Harris can catch the ball over anybody. He can break tackles. He can run past you. I think Quinshawn Judkins is the best running back in college football. And their offensive line has begun to grow a little bit more compared to what they were early in the season. Now, they lose their right tackle most likely for this game. But Caden Priestcorn is sort of the straw that stirs the drink for Ole Miss. A big physical tight end that transferred in from Memphis. He allows them to do more formationally. He allows them to do more from a movement perspective pre-snap. And when they do go fast, he gives them a physical element either closer to the ball on the line of scrimmage or out wide to help with the quick game. And Jackson Dart's playing great football. He's been pretty efficient. He can run. He can give you some quarterback runs where you create an extra gap and have a plus one in the run game. And their defense – I'm not one of these guys that's going to jump on here and tell you that the defense is night and day compared to what it has been, but it is better, and it is more capable in a lot of ways. They are more physical at the point of attack, and structurally, the way Pete Golden runs it, they are absolutely much better against the run than they have been. They're a more responsible defense in that way, and they have guys up front that can make plays. So they're going to give Georgia's defense a lot of window dressing. They're going to utilize tempo at times. They're going to take shots down the field. They have a tight end that can provide some mismatches. So I think a lot of that, you look at it and say, if Georgia's not on their game and they make a few mistakes, yeah, Ole Miss can hang around because Lane and Charlie Weiss Jr. can develop a plan to move the football. And if Georgia's not awake and they give the ball back and give Lane extra possessions, they can make that a football game in Athens. Absolutely. I still think Georgia wins the game. But it easily could be competitive. Something I just thought about, Cole Kublik. What happens if Georgia's undefeated going into the SEC championship game and then Alabama beats them by, let's say, a field goal? Is Georgia out of the college football playoff, in your opinion? No. What else are we looking at? I mean, are we, do we have an undefeated Washington? Do we have an undefeated Florida State? Let's Michigan, say- Ohio State? I mean, I, I think that all I'm saying is that does have something to do with it. But your question more in – Alabama or Georgia at that point. Alabama beat Georgia, and Alabama's the SEC champion. So I think definitely yeah. Alabama is in. And then it would depend on what everybody else had done, whether or not Georgia would find their way in. I will say this. We all laughed at that schedule before the season. Rightfully so. The back end of that schedule has changed dramatically. Missouri is a very good football team. Tennessee is a team that has found its personality. They're very good. And they get a top 10 Ole Miss team this weekend. So – the back half of the Georgia schedule has gotten better, and I think that's only going to continue to increase as far as their perception of what they've actually accomplished here in the last few weeks of the season. But let's just say for argument's sake, Texas, if they're a one-loss Big 12 champ, I think they have to get in over Alabama because they beat Alabama. If it comes down I agree to, with that. If it comes down to, does like Florida State, if they lose one game, 
and they don't win the ACC championship game. Let's say they lose in the ACC championship game. You think the committee goes Alabama over Florida State? I think they would. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what you probably you need. And pro- Florida State's resume is underrated. We have all this resume talk, and Florida State's sitting there a couple spots down, and it's almost like they didn't go to Clemson and win. They didn't beat LSU to open the season, and they don't have a good win against Boston College. They do. I don't. I, it's just yeah. sidebar. I don't know why Florida State gets no credit for their resume when it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I, I just think it's the way that – and this is the, the, always the thing that I hate the most. I look at the wins, how they happen, when they happen. A lot of people see how the wins age. Like the LSU win was tremendous in the moment. They blew them out. Those are two teams that had national championship aspirations before the start of the season, and now we look LSU a little bit sideways because their season hasn't panned out. That's what's always bugged me with this. Sure, and we shouldn't because LSU had national championship aspirations five days ago, six days ago. I mean, when they kicked off against Alabama, they were in the national championship race. So just because Alabama knocked them out and they've lost a couple of games to national championship contenders, of which I think you can still qualify Ole Miss there for right now, I don't think we should look at them and say that they were never in that picture or never count as a quality win. All right, so last thing I'll ask you here. Who are your four teams? When it's all said and done after conference championship weekend, who do you think the four teams will be that get in? I think Georgia runs the table. I think they'll be in. I think Michigan runs the table. They'll be in. Um, I think Texas will win out and get in. They get Queen Ewers back this weekend. We've seen a little shaky last couple of weeks without him. I think they get him back, and that sort of ignites them the rest of the way through. Be careful November 18th in Ames, Iowa, though. That is going to be much more of a dogfight than people imagine. And obviously, Oklahoma, uh, again, is going to be difficult. And right now, I would probably say, I think they haven't looked great recently, but I'm just a big fan of Kalen DeBoer and Michael Penix and how that offense operates. We saw him get downhill with Dylan Johnson last week. I still think Washington finds a way to get it done. It is Washington and Oregon both have a tough couple-week stretch here, but I think Washington's the one that finds a way to finish it out. So you would go one loss Texas in over, let's just say, an undefeated Florida State that wins the ACC. That would be a little bit of a different conversation. I thought you were just asking who I think actually makes it in. If if Florida State were to win out, I mean, I think Florida State probably got to be in. Gotcha. Now, if you're talking a one-loss Texas against an undefeated Florida State, I would still probably lean undefeated Florida. That's an ACC champion. I think they value that. So you think Florida State's going to drop one You think Florida State's going to drop one is what you're saying? Okay. Gotcha. At some point, yeah. Well, great conversation. I always enjoy talking college football with you. I probably could do it for another 30 minutes, but then my producers would, like, start just telling me I, I have to get fired and, and leave the uh, studio. So, always do appreciate <laughs> What game do you got, by the way? This, I see you're in a hotel. What game you got this weekend? I am. I'm in Baton Rouge. I've got Florida at LSU. Uh-huh. So, excited to see how LSU bounces back and see, you know, Florida and Billy Napier, they're still scratching and clawing. So, should be a really good one. The environment should be fantastic. Well, go get some gumbo. We appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Zach. There he is. Cole Kublik joining us on the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's get to Rich Ackerman with the latest CBS Sports Radio update. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app. By asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone AutoZone. Restrictions apply. We'll get to the phones in just a second. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. The big news today. While Michigan is on a plane going to Happy Valley, their head coach is going to get there. And I guess he's going to have to get back on the plane and fly back to uh, Ann Arbor because the Big Ten, in a gutless, pathetic move, and really a spineless move, they said, we're going to suspend Jim Harbaugh for the final three games of the regular season, but he's allowed to be around the team during the entirety of the week. Um, In the statement the Big Ten released, this is via Bruce Feldman, who's been excellent covering this, the Big Ten says it does not have knowledge or indication that Jim Harbaugh was aware of the signal-stealing scheme. This is not a sanction of Coach Harbaugh. It is a sanction against the university that under the extraordinary circumstances presented by this offensive (laughs) conduct. Offensive conduct. You got to love the wording of some of this stuff. So that's the other weird part. The Big Ten keeps on saying... And it's not the first time that they said this, or they leaked it, that Jim Harbaugh didn't have knowledge of what was going on. I am someone that has defended Michigan and has defended Jim Harbaugh and does not think that they should get the book thrown out them. But with how meticulous college coaches are, and I know sometimes, right, you're the CEO of the program, you can't know that everything is going on. But if this scheme was actually this big of a deal, you're going to tell me, that the head football coach had no clue that it was going on. And even though Connor uh, Stallion seems like a very interesting and peculiar dude, that he was just going rogue here, that's a really tough buy uh, for me. But you had to rush this entire process and have zero due process and suspend the coach and hold him accountable, but then you tell me that the coach had zero... Knowledge that this was going on? This makes no sense. This is completely backwards, and it just shows you how lost Tony Petiti is as the commissioner of the uh, Big Ten. Now, Biff Pogey, who's an absolute legend, and he's the coach at Charlotte that is like a real man's man, a real football dude, and he wears the tank top or the uh, the shirt with the sleeves cut off, and, and he's just awesome. 
he tweeted out, and he was on the Michigan staff, I think a few years ago, right before getting the uh, Charlotte job. I have it right here. Yeah, he was a Michigan associate head coach from 2021 to 2022, and he was an analyst back in 2016. Biff Pogey takes to social media, and he says, I have been quiet on the Michigan situation, but no longer. I was closer to Jim Harbaugh over the last three years than anyone except his wife and kids. (laughs) What a line. If Jim knew, I would have known. I didn't know, and neither did he. I staked my reputation on it. Stop whining and get a better team. What a legend Biff Pogey is. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Let's go to Rob in New York. And it says here, Rob is a Penn State fan. He's next on CBS Sports Radio. Rob, good afternoon. How are you? Zach, first time, long time. Absolutely love you in the afternoons. I hope they make it permanent. Thanks. Uh, basically, at 4 p.m. today, I saw the news. I went to tune into the Zach Gelb show to get some reliable information on what's going on with Michigan. And I end up hearing this weird James Franklin, Manny Diaz rant. Hmm. These ricochet shots, completely unnecessary, and I will tell you why. Well, it was very unnecessary for Manny Diaz, Snake Diaz, the other day, doing all these signals and these signs and and poking the bear here. He should shut up, and he should go coach some football and try to have his defense get ready this year up against Michigan. Yes, one of the best defenses in the NCAA. But we'll stick to the matter at hand, which is the Michigan cheating scandal. Um, This is the last thing that Penn State wanted for Harbaugh to get suspended today. Number one, you know, and you saw it, again, different situation because the head coach got fired, but you saw it with the Raiders versus the Giants. There is a momentum effect when either an assistant coach or something of this nature, when a new coach comes in and all the controversies with them that motivates the team. If Harbaugh was still on the sidelines and this was, you know, sort of a dark cloud hanging over their head, I think that would have been a lot better for Penn State than, you know, they're going to be playing us versus the world have all the momentum in the world for Michigan tomorrow. And then secondly, if Penn State does pull it out, it's going to be looked at as not a real win because Harbaugh was not on the sidelines. This is one of the worst things that could have happened for Penn State. I think it's un-American and unpatriotic for them to be giving this debt, for for them to give this when the courts, no, seriously, when the courts are not open, yeah, Friday, it's gutless to by Tony Petiti, but but this is what the other Big Ten coaches wanted. They wanted Harbaugh off the sideline, and Petiti waited until I, I guess the the eleventh hour to make this decision. And, and this is the thing I just wonder, Rob: Did Petiti know this was his plan all along? If this is the case, he's spineless because the punishment is the coach could be there during the week and then he can't be there during game days. Just go all out, or did Petiti think? all right, I'll bow down to the coaches, but no, he'll get an injunction and he'll be on the sideline for all three of these games and it will get punted. And then he wakes up today and he goes, oh crap, I didn't realize that Veterans Day was getting observed and that no courts are actually open today. Like, that's what I do wonder here in determining how big of a schmuck Tony Petiti is. I I am in 100% belief it is option number two that they thought they were going to get. It's amazing. He was going to coach it out. And I, you brought it up, uh, you know, in your first comments. The job of the Big Ten commissioner is to promote the league. Let's say Michigan does beat Penn State. This, this dilutes everything for him. The, the NCAA, the Big Ten, absolute incompetence. As a Penn State fan, we wanted to see Michigan's best 
with Harbaugh on the sidelines. It takes it away from us. It's a shame, as I said, absolutely un-American. If they cannot get an injunction before this, truly disgusting. You know, usually there's a lot of dopey Penn State fans that call me. Rob was actually a good caller. You know, I'll give him credit. There are actually some people that go to that institution and they use their degree in the right way. You know, I, I liked a lot of Rob's points. You know, I think take it a little bit too far saying this is un-American and unpatriotic. But I, I do wonder that point that he just brought up. You know, Stu, let me ask you this. And I'll ask this to Sam Tutu. I'll open the floor to you, gentlemen. If Penn State wins, we go from looking at this right with the whole Michigan thing. Oh, their season may have an asterisk on it, which I don't believe. Because everyone knows what's happening right now. The ball's getting put down on the damn field. And the signs have been changed. So if they beat Penn State, if they beat Ohio State, I think you have to accept those results. But on the other end, that's a Penn State fan who's living in a little bit of a delusional world that Penn State's going to win the game when their big game coach is the farthest thing from a big game coach. Um, If Penn State wins, will people now try to put an asterisk on this and say, oh, well, Michigan didn't have Jim Harbaugh? I don't think that's going to be the case, but, you know, maybe it ends up being so where it's the the low-hanging fruit. Michigan should beat Penn State. And if they don't beat Penn State, I'm not going to use Harbaugh not being there as an excuse. Do you guys think there will be an asterisk on this if Penn State wins? No, I don't think so. I think... um... Listen, the, Harbaugh missed some games earlier in the year. Yeah. Right? Uh, Urban Meyer missed games, and Ryan mm-hmm. Day won a bunch. I don't know if having not having your coach on the sideline on game day is that big of a deal, unless he's the play caller, which Harbaugh is not. So, yeah, there's going to be a presence missing, but at the end of the day, he's kind of groomed other guys to kind of be there on the sideline. I don't think there'll be an asterisk. Okay. Uh, I do think, however, if Michigan wins without Jim Harbaugh, look out for the rest of college football. Right. It's, it is a... Just look out well, because they're on a mission right now. Y- yes and no. I also think the other side of it is Michigan's just better than Penn State. Michigan, regardless of who the coach is, is expected to win. And once again, maybe my favorite stat with Fraudulent Franklin, he is 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams. So... I don't know. Sherman Moore's coaching tomorrow. I still think Michigan's going to win. Right now, the spread's Michigan minus four. I may be placing a fat wager on Michigan tomorrow. Zach Kelp Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 